Howdy there. Welcome back and happy new year, y'all. After a brief hiatus, it is once again Skews Day. Today's January 4th, 2022. Holy hell, I'm Trey Crowder and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? I just got back uh, from two weeks of holiday travel yesterday. It crossed, uh, flew to Virginia, drove to Florida, flew back to LA, and so far, avoided the crime. We'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, I, you know, not the same places, but yeah, I've been in rural Tennessee this whole time. We mostly just kept to our, you know, circles, family and whatnot there. Yeah. But yeah, pull it, pulling through all right so far. Did you get any, uh, any wild shit happen? Any, any good Florida stuff or anything like that go down? I mean, the first thing I saw when we, pu- we pulled into my in laws' uh, 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 subdivision was a guy uh, riding an ATV smoking a blunt. So, there you go. hell yeah, Florida. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Florida. pretty much the that's pretty much the craziest thing I saw. It was that was just pure fun. Um, I like Florida; it's a bad rap. The uh, we make fun of it though, so I, I, I guess I got to own that. Uh, <laughs> we're part of the problem <coughs> when it comes to people roasting Florida. Uh, as far as the news, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Melania is now selling NFTs, which I'm not really sure what they're of. And I'm like, if you don't know what NFTs are, uh, you're welcome for not knowing. Sure, I, I've been like. I've still, I, it's not like I've tried that hard to understand what they are, but I've had a couple of, you know, brief conversations with people like, what the hell is that? And then they try to explain it and I don't really pick up on it, but then I still haven't really. So if she's doing it, I thought it was whatever. I will really get in the weeds if I start talking about NFTs, I'm sure, because I'm very ignorant, but it's, and it's supposed to be some kind of like digital art type thing or something. Like what is, what the hell is it's- she, what's it going to be? Just like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know a exactly. Digital like glare yeah. or digital a, stink face thing <laughs> icon. I don't get it. Maybe it's the Christmas decorations. Uh, I, it's <laughs> a it's a it's a built on blockchain technology, and this is like I'm using a bunch of words I barely understand. So anybody that works in tech, uh, feel free to uh, throw shit at the screen. Uh, it's a digital record that refers to uh, a piece of artwork that you own, but you don't actually own the artwork. You just own the digital record. So literally, you can right click on it and steal it. Just you can download any image on the internet so this guy it was really funny this guy was complaining all over the internet because somebody stole his nft of a monkey a monkey wearing a grill smoking a joint all right yeah. he apparently paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for this <laughs> and he was like but the thing is like the whole point of blockchain is it's supposed to make it impossible for your thing to be stolen that's the whole point is the code makes it impossible to hack so he was like doing this long explainer thread about actually stealing it's illegal it's like Buddy, the whole point of technology is not supposed to be illegal, and you think you discovered theft law. <laughs> but yeah. also, when it was right click, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking difference. Uh, okay. He's also selling a big, uh, a fancy French hat that was gifted to her by the Macron family who visited France, which uh, she's selling. A, she autographed it. So she should get way more than two thousand dollars worth. But I wonder if she didn't if she built up a divorce fund. I don't know because like, what does she need to sell a two thousand dollar hat for? Um, getting a war chest together, I guess. I don't know. I'm surprised it's taken this long, really, if that's a thing that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, in further exciting crypto news, uh, Let's Go Brandon is now a Bitcoin that also owns a NASCAR, uh, driven by the actual Brandon, who was the, or through no fault of his own, was the origin of this this, this chant. And was he was complaining last week about how because of the chant and he, because he's associated with it, he couldn't get sponsorship. Yeah. And then he got and he just wanted to stay out of politics, didn't want to deal with any of it. And then he signed a promotional deal with the LGB coin thing because I guess because he's so desperate or just is like decided to lean into it. But anyway, NASCAR might take away his branding deal, so maybe he's fucked anyway. <laughs> well, how do you? How do you? How did? How much? It's got to cost a fair amount of money to sponsor a car for an entire. Uh, Xfinity series, I would think. Yeah, like, I, this she like this. I'm just like, is this not just something that somebody just made up, and now they're like spending all this money on, in the real world, uh, and it's because well, I know it ain't worth much, right? I mean, I, I, I looked, I looked up what he's trading at today. The value of it's down 22 percent today, probably presumably because the NASCAR might back make them back out of their sponsorship deal, but it's currently trading at. Point zero 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 nine cents. That is <laughs> nine ten thousandths of a dollar. And the, the funny thing was, they minted three hundred thirty trillion of these things. So quite obviously, it's a scam trying to get like uh, Trump fans to all buy five dollars worth each, and they could all right. cash out for 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 a shit ton of money. But it's not working. So <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, capitalism is wild, buddy. 
Sure is. Yeah, the, yeah. The future shaping up to be just as dumb as ever. You got fucking monkeys with grills smoking blunts getting stolen on the internet and uh, cryptocurrency based on a, you know. I'd rather buy analog. actual snake oil to cure my hemorrhoids or whatever because at least that had some opium in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or just existed in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was yeah, that a thing? You could touch. Yeah. You could rub snake oil on your butt if that's what you wanted yeah. to do. You know, it might not do anything, but you could do it. All this yeah. stuff is just fucking like dipshit Harry Potter stuff. It's just yeah. made up. At least you yeah. felt hard times. You could throw your pet rock at somebody or eat your beanie babies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Happy New Year, indeed. Okay. Uh, with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I do want to remind you if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellredcomedy.com for tickets and information on the upcoming shows. Um, that would be super cool. As for the show tonight, as the one year anniversary of that fateful failed insurrection of last January 6th looms on the near horizon, we look back on what we've learned in the intervening months about that shit show and its perpetrators. What do we know now? What's it tell us about the future? Is any of it good? I think you know the answer to at least one of those questions, but we will still try to have some fun along the way, beginning, as always, with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's Dumbass, uh, God for inventing doctors when he had already invented himself. What am I talking about? I barely know, but here's Senator Ron Johnson with a little more. Why do we assume that the body's natural immune system isn't the marvel that it really is? Why do, why do we think that we can create something better than God in, in, terms, of, you know, in terms of combating disease? Now, there are certain things we have to do. But we've just made so many assumptions, and it's all pointed toward everybody getting a vaccine. So I'm assuming Ron Johnson walks back and forth to Wisconsin. Right. Or even, like, is naked all the time? Like, yeah. God didn't invent the clothes I'm wearing. You know, we've got God invented enough clothes for us, Mark. It's the hairs on our naked body. Why do we need all this shit? Or, yes, he invented legs so we could walk everywhere. Why would you need a car? Or the phone that he's clearly using to call into this television show. Like, I just don't I don't understand how yeah. any of this is supposed to make sense he's, in this guy's head. Yeah, on a phone, on a television show, in pants, <laughs> having yeah. been presumably vaccinated. And, like, it's just like... God didn't even invent shame. That was that dumb bitch Eve, right? <laughs> uh, so, but apparently he doesn't have shame either. So maybe that's going according to God's plan. This is, I, these guys are also fucking dumb, man. Like, I, I don't think, like, they should Google how long people lived in biblical times because uh, right. God won't. God wasn't doing his work dude, back then. We're, dude, we're like, we have to fight God. Like, God's the one who invents the diseases that are trying to kill us. Like, we're in a war with God, really. Yeah. And we're doing everything we can to keep him from uh, murdering us all with his wrathful machinations. So, you know, you got to yeah. do something. That's just me. That's just how I look at it. <laughs> God, God didn't even bother trying to cure lepsy, leprosy till he sent Jesus. And he still incurred some of it because there's still leprosy. So I don't know. Like, it didn't even, like... Didn't even get the job done. So I don't know. Yeah. These guys uh, read the Bible. I remember three things from it and have no no understanding. They memorize like some some code words. Anyway, uh, as my my Southern Baptist mom says, uh, God helps those who help themselves. So get your fucking vaccine and booster. (laughs) Please do so. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Honorable mention tonight, Don Jr. for being the Fredo Corleone and an entire family made up of Fredo's. Uh, here's uh, Michael Cohen with some interesting uh, back, uh, what am I trying to say, behind the scenes information here on the dynamics of the Trump family. Yeah. What's funny is you all may remember the big lawsuit that the DA had brought years ago against Don Jr. and Ivanka as it related to, at the time, Trump Soho with the lying uh, to the public about the number of units sold Puffing, as Donald liked to call it. Um, I'll never forget when Donald turned around and said, because it was Don Jr. and Ivanka, if, if it's one of the two that we have to offer up, let it be Don. 
Ivanka would never be able to handle it. And Don is tough. He could take it. Now, that, of course, you know, having a daughter and a son, I wouldn't offer either of them up. I mean, if you're going to fight because you believe that it's not true, you don't offer somebody up in advance in order to put an end to it. So in essence, he didn't want the legal bills. So he'd... <laughs> so I, I do disagree with, with Trump's premise that Don Jr. would do well in jail. I just yeah. want to put that out there. Hell no. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. John Jr. wouldn't. Uh, first of all, I picture him making toilet wine. I don't think it's going to go well. Uh, I probably can't remember recipe. There's no cocaine, or it's harder to get cocaine. Actually, probably, it's easy to get heroin. I don't, can you get coke in prison? It's too expensive, probably, right? I uh, don't know, but either way, it's going to involve a lot of uh, butthole stuff for Don Jr., I think. So, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, Helmet, maybe he's into that. I don't know. But I just think it's funny to imagine that Trump, like, is always offering up Don Jr. You know, like whenever any subject matter comes up, like if they're talking about the January 6th commission or just whatever it is, anything at all, Don Jr.'s name hasn't even been brought up yet. And Trump's like, I got an idea. Maybe we could just give him my sorry ass son. Would that work? <laughs> like, oh, he wasn't involved in this particular thing, sir. It's like, well, still, could we just, could wait? Could I, I'd just really like to get rid of him if possible. That would be good. Yeah. If somebody could help me out with that. It's like, remember the first season of The Wire when the Barksdale uh, organization accidentally shoots a cop and they realize everyone's real mad at them, so they have to give up somebody. So they just pick, they just basically draw lots and Weebay has to go to prison for life. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially the same thing. It's like, uh, I just picture Don Jr. like agreeing to take more bodies if they get him another sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like, man, but yeah. no, I can't. I mean, I guess. Ivanka, he said, he said Ivanka wouldn't do well. Maybe she would do even worse than Don Jr., but I don't think so. I think even she would be better off in a, in a yeah. woman's prison than Don Jr. would fare in, uh, you know, regular yeah. old jail. If you guys don't remember the details of this case, uh, what happened was the uh, New, York, uh, uh, District, New York City District Attorney had the Trump Organization dead to rights for lying about occupancy rates at their buildings to uh, get further investment. They had emails from Don, between Don Jr. and Ivanka talking about how they were lying. And what happened was Trump gave a big campaign donation to the district attorney, Cy Vance, and then the case went away. So uh, just another example of the many, many places the Democratic Party could have stopped all this. Uh, Cy Vance is, of course, a very powerful Democrat. Right. Well, that's, that's the other thing that's kind of funny about it to me, too, is it's just like I can't believe that Trump – like I feel like Trump assumes that none of them are ever going to go to prison. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, he just takes it for granted that they won't, and he's probably right. But I think that makes it funnier that he's like, well, you know who could go to prison is Don Jr. <laughs> that would be fine. Like in his head, it's not even really a possibility, but he's like, but still, I mean, he can go. That would be all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. He, he must honestly not believe that Don is his son. You know, it's sort of like just an embarrassment. I didn't want to be named after him. He's just like, he's not even a person to him. Just like he'd throw him in a wood chipper for $5. It's pretty funny Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of Don Jr., congrats on his engagement slash impending second divorce. Because <laughs> yeah. that will not last long. He just got engaged this weekend. <laughs> no, no, that will not. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Our next honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, all those Floridians who are all hung up on knowing whether or not they have this uh covid thing that everybody's talking about really shouldn't be so concerned about knowing whether or not you have the disease in the middle of this plague this according to florida's uh surgeon general as you could see in this clip right here going to be working to unwind the sort of testing psychology that our federal leadership has managed to unfortunately get much most of the country in over the last two years we need to unwind this testing sort of uh, um, sort of uh, planning and living one's life around testing. Without it, we're going to be sort of stuck in the same cycle. So, you know, it's really time for people to be living, to, uh, you know, to make the decisions they want regarding vaccination, um, to enjoy the fact that many people have natural immunity. So... What makes this a cosmic fucking joke is he's taught like the sign. If you're just listening to the podcast version, the sign hanging on the front of his podium says early treatment saves lives. Now, right. so here's the problem with that. You can't, don't know to get treatment if yeah. you can't get a positive fucking test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is not a system that works. And I like the, the well, thing on the right recently has been that like 
Uh, there's too much focus on the vaccines, not enough on how much better treatments have gotten. And they'll, okay, fair. Uh, treatments have gotten better. But vaccines are super, super cheap, like a dollar a piece or whatever. And the fucking monoclonal antibodies are like two grand or something. So, like, it's it's fairly straightforward reason why the government would want everybody to get the fucking vaccine. Well, so, but in Florida specifically, DeSantis was one of the first major people to push that exact narrative, right, about the treatment, the antibodies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the CEO of Regeneron that makes the antibodies is his literal number one political campaign donor or something mm-hmm. like that. So, you yeah. know, it's all very American and very much checks out. But also, the like you said, he's standing at a podium that says early treatment saves lives. Literally impossible if you're, testing isn't a thing because how are you going to get early treatment if you don't know you have it? Also, towards the end, he says, I can't remember exactly, but he's like, instead of just enjoying the fact that some people have natural immunity, you know what I mean? It's like that also is um, – you need to get tested to know whether you have had the damn disease, whether you have it or not, to know if you've got any kind of natural immunity or know if you need treatment or to know literally anything in this scenario. I don't know yeah. what what is supposed – literally, the underlying message here is just literally just go to work and don't worry about this anymore. Like, that's all it is. Like, just fuck, fuck considering it at all. Just – yeah. Just go to work and go to shows and stuff and do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, look, it's like it's we're banishing object permanence as a as a COVID strategy. It's just like it's, if you don't look in your blood, the disease can't be there, right? Right. Yeah. So like, but and you're talking to a guy who historically, when he knows he's broke, just won't check his bank balance because fuck yeah. that shit. But I'm yeah. not the governor of California, of Florida. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude. I mean, honestly, I come from a long line of every, really, every man in my family, and I ain't gonna lie, I've got some of this too. I'm not with COVID specifically, but just that idea. It's like you can't be sick if you don't go to the doctor. You know, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. it's like just no, ain't nothing wrong with me. All the doctor's gonna do is tell you something's wrong with you and then you'll know something's wrong with you as opposed to just acting like nothing's wrong with you forever. And that goes for uh, mental shit too. It's just a general sort of philosophy that uh, mm-hmm. us Crowder boys have always had. And uh, you ought not be that way, but especially in the middle of a pandemic. But even I am not uh, not that way when there's a plague on, you know, it should should make a should be a factor in people's yeah. uh, health habits. But yeah. What are you going to do? We're starting year three of this pandemic and we've learned nothing. Oh my I mean, God, the, dude. the scientists learned a lot, the general public. And I say that as somebody, I mean, I traveled across the country, but I wore my mask and shit. And we did rapid tests all the time and I wore my, and I'm vaxxed and boosted. But that said, I, I recognize that I am part of the problem. But we, we, we flew like the day. It was like, well, Omicron's here and it's getting real bad. It's like, well, we're already on the fucking plane. I don't know what we're supposed to do about it now. But anyway. All right. So this next one, this next one, Mark, I'm definitely going to need you to do because this is one of our like uh, conspiracy lunatics here. Yeah. Back for another back for another go round. So, yeah, oh, I guess that is my that, that is my that is what I bring to this. Your uh, forte. This, this yes. Yeah. That makes sense. OK, so let's let the, I'll let the clip speak for itself before we get into who it is and why he's arguing. But it's all really funny. But uh, so I guess the dumbass for this one is whoever put this restaurant's menu together. Get the clip, Matt. <laughs> message when you finish recording you may hang up press one for more options hello uh this is losers cafe and i have a phone order by text for a cock sandwich i'm not not really sure how you want your cock on that sandwich would you do me a favor please will you call me back remember this is joe bond from losers cafe and i have a text order on our system or a cock sandwich. And I need to know, do you want that circumcised, uncircumcised? We can serve the, we can serve the circumcision kind of like, you know, calamari on the side if you want. But we need to know if you have dipping sauce and exactly what you want with it. Will you call me back? Thank you. Okay, let's see if we can get the next one. Uh, <laughs> So that we, we've talked about this guy before. That's a returning guest slash treasure hunter slash election election fraud expert slash inventor of the QCAT, yeah. Jovan Pulitzer. And what he's doing is phone pranking a fellow conspiracy theorist because of a weird beef they're at. Now, what, what's really funny to me that video is he's doing a fake voice, 
but he used his real name, Jovan, which there aren't a lot of Jovans running around. For sure. <laughs> On so, that, real, real quick, is that, do you know, is that his actual name? No, no, he changed it because okay. uh, he changed it to, to reframe his Google hits after QCAP was such an epic okay. disaster. This, I this figured, the guy. I figured. Yeah. If you guys remember, uh, he's the guy who blames Mark Cuban for his divorce because Mark Cuban made fun of the QCAT. And he also, he went on that history channel saying he discovered, uh, I think, a Viking sword in, yeah. in Canada. And people Googled and saw it was like, it's a novelty sword you can buy on Amazon. Uh, I hope he paid a million dollars for it. Uh, but, so so what he, he was one of the big guys behind the uh, in Georgia and Arizona recount efforts. Uh, he financed them and he, he, he says, claimed to invent a technology that can scan the ballots and tell if they're fraudulent or not. It's it, it's not real. Um, so, but the, the fight is in because when the fraud, when the when the recount failed, all the people involved in it blamed each other for bad strategies. All right. So the guy that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm laughing so, yeah, at this headline here. Yeah, he did say he was going to stab. He was going to stab him to stab him in the face and then pause. Dot 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 with the truth when he realized stab him with the truth. Hell yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So he called this guy. He also called a woman, and uh, uh, he, he called a woman and offered to talk offered to talk about the size of his penis. I'm not really sure why. He just hey, I'll tell you how big my dick is. That was another prank call I did in that session. Not really sure the progeny of that one. But what he's really mad at this guy for this um, he got this the guy's name David Clements. He was leaving that voicemail for. Um, so what Pulitzer did was he wrote a, a book uh, that explains how his technology that proves the ballots is fake. Uh, works and he's selling it for $250, Trey. For the small price of $250, you can buy this man's lunatic book. And what thing Clement did to set him off was he uh, he made fun of the book and pointed out there is a literal typo on the fucking cover of the book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Just right this out guy's... the gate. Now, I'm not sure it's worth entirely $250. You know, makes you question your purchase. I think you see a typo on the cover. Uh, otherwise, you know. It is... I'm watching, like, today there's a weird, there's a beef going on between uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Dan Crenshaw. They're at each other's throats right now. And I'm like, okay. why in the world would you ever join this this pack when they're right. literal fucking hyenas will rip each other apart. Right. <laughs> All the time. All the time they end up. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. When things go wrong. Well, dude, it's like, it just all trickles down from Trump. I feel like, you know, cause that's what he does. Mm -hmm. Like he'll just fucking throw you smooth under the bus at the earliest opportunity mm -hmm. and just keep on rolling. And so, you know, you just see that kind of same mentality sort of disseminate amongst all of these loonies out here. But uh, I also just like they both these prank calls were uh, dick based, which, you know, when I was in sixth grade and we were in the prank call game, I just there just hasn't been a lot of advancements. Uh, well, for I guess just with this guy, I'm just saying, you know, like the old cock sandwich play. And also, he repeated it too much. He kept just saying cock sandwich. It's like, it's, it's like he came this close to being like, do you get what I'm saying? You want to eat a cock is what I'm saying to you. Like, you would be the type of guy who would eat cock. But I'm saying it's on a sandwich. So, like, I'm, it's a mm -hmm. cock sandwich is what I'm trying to say. Okay? Like, I feel like he was this close to just doing that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he really thought the bit through, considering no. he was he was selling himself as the uh, proprietor of a, a business called Losers Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, are you the are you the guy who owns Losers Cafe? Right? Is there a cafe that caters to losers? Or right. Also, yeah. I just feel like it just it you know prank calls not the same without the other person on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the idea is like he picks up. You're like, hey. This is the, the guy from the cafe. I understand you ordered a cock sandwich. What are you talking about? I didn't order a cock sandwich. Are you sure you didn't want a cock sandwich? You know, when you're just leaving yeah. a voicemail, just, uh, I don't know, poking a lot of holes in this guy's meth crank call methodology here. Yeah, I, I would say as a professional comedy writer that the calamari part maybe had some originality and some legs to it. I'd rework the whole thing around the calamari part and start with that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> start from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, we got one more honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, and it is uh, Donald Trump for not loving Donald Trump as much as Alex Jones does, or at least did. I don't know at this point. Alex seems pretty upset. In this clip, he put out as a response to Donald Trump, D 
debating Candace Owens on the subject of the COVID vaccines. Go ahead, Matt. Emergency Christmas Day warning to President Trump. You are either completely ignorant about the so-called vaccine gene therapy that you helped ram through with Operation Warp Speed, or you're one of the most evil men who has ever lived to push this toxic poison on the public and to attack your constituents when they simply try to save their lives and the lives of others. We're about to lay out the basic incontrovertible facts that what you told Candace Owens just a few days ago is nothing but a raft of dirty lies. And yeah, we more say- people have- All right. so- so there's lots of funny things about this. One, he did this on Christmas Day, presumably because he didn't have any plans because his wife took his kids away, uh, which is a real life thing to happen. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, this is in response. So Donald, so Trump went on Candace Owens' YouTube show, which is, uh, you know, the dignity that his office uh, deserves. Yeah. Uh, and he, he argued with her about the vaccines, uh, not the mandates, just the efficacy of the vaccines, because he wants to take credit for them. And also he's Smart politically, people give him credit for it. I'll come back to that in a second. But um, the uh, he uh, so she argued with him about him, and then she put out a YouTube the next day after people had, ba- had a backlash against him, defending him by saying, "No, no, guys, he's just really old and stupid and doesn't understand how to do the research <laughs> on the internet. He's too old to know how to get on Reddit. He gets his news from the mainstream newspapers, which is why he's wrong about this." Um, so that's, that's what started all this. And it's really caused a huge meltdown. And I, I think this is really interesting because sort of taking a, uh, taking a, a lead from his head nods, the entire Republican party has gone in on uh, like anti-vax stuff, bullshit, but vaccines are still fairly popular, even among Republicans. They're just not the vac the mandate's not going to be super popular, but they're mostly vaccinated. So like literally everybody else on the primary is already locked into an anti-vax path unless they just turn up about face and laugh and lie, which of course they all will. But Trump can credibly say, I, not only my four vaccines, I invented the vaccine. The all these fucking assholes, we don't let you die. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it's wild. It's kind of wild to me. Like they just, when they, however they land on a position, any given political position, Mm-hmm. However, they land on it. Once they have landed on it, there just is no backing off of it or <laughs> or revisiting it. No matter what, I feel like is one of the takeaways from this. Meaning, like even when their god emperor, you know, is saying the opposite, it still has no effect. You know, like I would have maybe thought before this particular situation. And this I, Trump has been a proponent of the vaccines publicly before. He said it at rallies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Before all that. I would have thought like, you know, if Trump would just tell them to take the vaccine, then maybe they would fucking do it because they'll do whatever he says. I might have thought that to be true, but it clearly Uh isn't. And so it's just like that's that's just how dug in they get once they've made up their minds. Like forget fucking like evidence and data and shit like that. Even, you know, mandates from on high aren't enough to uh, to sway them once they've gotten there. It's like they're totally led by the mob. Like, like they, there was a, uh, um, they, they always talk about this stuff off the record, but they were a Republican congressman article a couple weeks ago talking about how, like, they can't say anything publicly that deviates from Fox News orthodoxy, yeah. or they'll do a piece about it and they get death threats. And, and they also they face primary charge uh, uh, challenges from the right. So, right. like, they, they literally can't be sane or they'll lose. Right. So, yeah. It, but it's, it's like, it, it reminds me of, a, remember the, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where the two aliens ran for president? Yeah, and uh-huh. the guy's giving a speech. He goes, "Abortions for none," and the guy goes, "Boo!" They go, "Very well then, abortions for all." Boo! And he goes, "Okay then, abortions for some, miniature American flags for others." They go, Ooh. <laughs> "It's just that. It's just that." Yeah. What it, Trump, Trump is a salesman and a con artist. He knows how to say what people want to hear. Right. Ted Cruz is an unlikable shit piece of shit. Nobody fucking cares what Ted Cruz says. <laughs> he has no idea how to say what people like. So it's just like it's it's. Uh, is that what you were, you said earlier? You said um, you were you said Donald Trump is actually smarter politically than people give him credit for. More on that in a second. That was it. Yeah, I was, was going to say like yeah, because he like he like he knows that people like vaccine in general. Like the 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 the, the thirty the the psychos you see at MAGA rallies aren't enough to win an entire Republican primary. They're not even when he won the primary in, in, in sixteen. He only got like thirty percent of the vote. It was just a plurality because yeah. there were sixteen candidates. 
So well, I think I don't know what the, if this is very, very anecdotal, but you know, I just got mm-hmm. back from my hometown and my wife's hometown. My wife's hometown, Wayne County, Tennessee, is literally the reddest county in the very red state of Tennessee. Uh, like Trump carried it by a larger margin than any other county in Tennessee. It's just red as hell. And mm-hmm. when I was there going to, like if I went to the grocery store and stuff like that, young people, not really. But most every older person I saw in Wayne County was wearing a mask in the grocery store and stuff. And again, it's anecdotal, but it made me think it's like, okay, whatever they might say or like complain about or whatnot. I think at this point, a lot of them have realized like I might fucking die from this thing. (laughs) And so people who died, they all know people who died. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think like it, I don't know how long it took. And again, it may not matter in terms of how they like vote or whatever. But I do think that a lot of people have just finally had it, you know, beaten into them that it yeah. is an actual thing that you have to d- take measures for, you know. My, my mom's little rural counties and surrounding them, like I, it was probably like in Southern Virginia, there was probably like, I don't know, 40 to 60 percent people wearing masks. And, and it was a little bit higher in Florida, but that's we were in Orlando, which is a city, which you all know about the urban rural, you know, divide. But it's like people don't want to get sick. Right. <laughs> it's fairly straightforward. <laughs> no, but being sick don't hit. Being so. sick don't hit. You heard it here yeah. first, everybody. Um, all right, let's get into it, Mark. It's two days remote, two days away from the one year anniversary of January sixth. Uh, a lot, a lot has happened. A lot of arre- over seven hundred arrests at this point. A lot of uh, studying has been done. A lot of data mm-hmm. gathered over the past year, and um, we found some stuff out about who these people are. Is that right? Yeah, so Slate did a uh, at an interview today with a, a, a researcher of extremism who was talking about like if you if you look at the people who've been arrested, like Trey said, there's 700 so far. It, it's a little scary because these aren't your normal extremists. And uh, right. let me tell you what I mean. So um, the guy said the way the guy put it, January 6th is not really a product of just the fringe. So if you look at who the FBI usually arrests with the right wing ideologies who do uh, acts of violence, most of the time they're members of. Uh, skinheaded or prison gangs or militia groups or extremist groups like the Proud Boys. In, in this case, only 13% of those who've been arrested are parts of those groups. Um, and people assume they're economically motivated or poor or whatever. Cause, and, and usually that's true because usually right-wing extremists are typically uh, a third unemployed. But only 7% of people arrested the Capitol, uh, uh, as for the Capitol riot have, have been unemployed, which is basically the national average at the time. So fairly employment-wise, they're economically average. They're actually, in general... A lot of them were way better than average. Uh, over half those who were arrested were business owners, CEOs from white collar corp- uh, occupations, doctors, lawyers, and architects. Um, so those were heavily represented at Capitol Riot. Uh, and age wise, it's crazy because two thirds of them arrested so far are over the age of 34, which is wild because normally right wing extremists, two thirds are under the age of 34. So this is a wildly this is a wildly bougie suburban riot. Um, 25% of them have college degrees, which is about which is about the close to the national average of the U.S. electorate at 30%. So all those are like pretty interesting findings, I thought. And the, the context for it's wild because the 1-6 committee actually did a bunch of shit today. They actually seem to be getting aggressive, which is, uh, you know, what we, you and I have been saying they should have been doing the whole fucking time. Uh, and it actually already caused <laughs> something to happen today. Uh, for one, Trump was supposed to give a big press conference on Thursday presumably saying Ashley Babbitt's a hero and yeah, political prisoners. For sure. Uh, and so here, th- th- but then this happened after they started uh, dropping uh, secret texts they'd gotten first from Sean Hannity and Mark Meadows. We'll get to those in a second, but let's see the reaction first. Here's a video of Fox News. Six moments ago, we received a statement from former President Donald Trump. That's right. He just canceled his press conference scheduled for January 6th. He accused the committee of, quote, bias and dishonesty. The committee just asked Sean Hannity to speak with the panel on a voluntary basis. No subpoena there. The committee says it has information that Hannity, quote, had advanced knowledge related to the planning by the former president and his legal team leading up to January 6th. On 1-6, Hannity condemned the riot. Hannity's counsel, Jay Sekulow, says the committee's request, quote, raises serious constitutional issues, including First Amendment concerns. Brett. Okay, Chad. Thank you. All right. So when they said that they have information that Sean Hannity may know this, 
the information he may know this is a series of text messages where he says um, he's he's basically warning Trump that if he tries to do whatever he's planning to do, the entire White House counsel's office will quit. and They can't afford to lose all those lawyers right now. And he goes, I do not see January 6th happening the way he's being told. Uh, then he said this right here. I'm very worried about the next 48 hours. Now, the question is, when you do, if you don't think the six is going to go the way he is told, uh, what was he told? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that is the question. Like, what was the expectation? Well, I, I, yeah, I don't understand, honestly, because it's like clearly he knew that something was. But this, these texts are from the day before. They're from January 5th. So he's already worried about how it's going to – it's not like he saw it unfolding and then uh, was like, oh, shit, this has gone too far. As before it even happened, he was like, this is not going to be good. But what was even supposed to happen in the first place then? You know, like what what was the goal? We talked about – there was other Fox News hosts. We talked about on one of the shows before the break uh, where there were multiple, like, pundits and Fox News people sending texts all over the White House, but also, like – uh, Don Jr. or Ivanka or both were sending text and trying to get him to Trump to do something and he wasn't. So it's like they've been this has been gradually coming out. And like I said, when we talked about before, it's like it shows to me that they're um, they fully just exploit these people that they, uh, you know, gin up and get them all fired up with the bullshit and feeding them everything mm-hmm. and getting, you know, pissing them off all the time because that's how they pad their bank accounts and buy their yachts and stuff. And they realize that, but, but they too are afraid of them <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, and do not hold a high opinion of these people. They're not on the same side. They're not their people. They serve a purpose for them, but, you know, they don't want them actually showing yeah. up and doing shit because that would be bad. Yeah, I mean, con artists typically have zero respect for the intelligence or humanity of their victims, right? right. Um, so, but like, it, it's a, the first text I read was from December 31st about how like it's January 6th is not going to go how you think, I don't think. So, uh, not going to go how you were told. So like, they were aware, like he was aware of something big being planned like a week earlier. And I'm like, I, I do want to watch this. It's not just text from Ivanka. We have, here's a video of Liz Cheney. We'll play this video, then I'll, uh, we'll talk about it. But here's a video from Liz Cheney on a Sunday show, if you have that, Matt. Matt said just one second. He'll get it for us. Yeah, oh, yeah. put it up. Put it up whenever you've got it there. The wording Matt. of this is pretty important. But, um, but what, um, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll play it when he has it. But what's the, uh. So what do you think is the tantrum that Trump is throwing by canceling his press conference because this extra stuff is coming out? But like, why exactly? What would what would him having gone gone forward with it as planned? You know, what would have been the repercussions or why, you know, the way he operates and not really giving a shit generally (laughs) about, well, much of anything, I'm, you know. Wondering why well, this had this effect on him. Well, clearly he's seeing what people, were, his friends and allies were saying about him behind his back. And the committee has a lot of it, right? And he doesn't know what else they're going to put out between right. now and Thursday right. or afterwards that would make him look like a fucking idiot. Idiot for saying something that they then, yeah, immediately disprove or discredit. I mean, what, what if... Fact. What if he has Judge Janine intro him at his big press conference and then they, they drop text messages where Judge Janine calls him a fucking moron? Right. Right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> he, again, he's not, he, he knows that man knows how to put on a show. Would you have a comic open for you where you don't know what they're going to do? Yeah, you know? right. Uh, okay. Matt says he's got it. So this is Liz Chang okay. talking about the, some of their findings. Is his failure to make that statement criminal negligence? You know, uh, I think that that there are a number of, as the chairman said, uh, potential criminal statutes uh, at issue here. Uh, but I think that that there is absolutely no question that it was a dereliction of duty. Uh, and and I think one of the things the committee needs to look at as we're looking at a legislative purpose is whether we need enhanced penalties for that kind of dereliction of duty. Uh, but but I think it's also important for the American people to understand how dangerous Donald Trump was. Uh, we know as he was sitting there in the dining room next to the Oval Office, uh, members of his staff were pleading with him to go on television to tell people to stop. We know Leader McCarthy 
uh, was pleading with him to do that. We know members of his family. We know his daughter. We have firsthand testimony uh, that his daughter, Ivanka, uh, went in at least twice uh, to ask him to please stop this violence. Uh, any man who would not do so, any man who would provoke a violent assault on the Capitol to stop the counting of electoral votes, any man who would watch television as police officers were being beaten, uh, as, as his supporters were invading the Capitol of the United States, is clearly unfit for future office, uh, clearly can never be anywhere near the Oval Office uh, ever again. So... The, the thing that, that perked my ears there, and I'm not going to be one of these like uh, justice porn people who's going to promise you that Trump's never going to go to jail because he's probably absolutely fucking not if I had right. to bet on it. But she said, uh, so she told me that Ivanka going to uh, Oval Office a couple times to meet with the uh, meet with Trump when he was president, trying to get him to stop this shit. The the phrase firsthand information is legally important. Now, Cheney's Chain, a, a, a lawyer and she'd know this, but like firsthand information is admissible in court. Right. So okay. the reason to use that. So if you so that's another reason Trump would uh, might want to not put his foot in his mouth this week. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's good at staying out of jail historically. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad. Like, I don't know why it took them this long to fucking to wait till a holiday week. I know that the, the news is going to be high alert this week. There's going to be a lot of news coverage. We'll be watching a lot of it because it's the anniversary of the thing. So maybe that's why they're right. doing it. They, they could have been doing the full court press from January 7th of last year on. And yeah, that's just how everything moves at a glacial pace where the government is concerned. I feel like, you know, like uh, yeah. anytime they are dragging their feet, it's never really surprising, but yeah, it's uh, good to see anything happening. At I this mean, point, so. I mean, you say that, but like Ted Cruz said today that if Republicans take back the house next year uh, in the fall, they're definitely going to impeach Biden. And I bet you that will happen yeah. in January of next year. No, 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 you're right about that. I mean, they've proven multiple times that, like, when they actually are motivated to do something, they can make it happen really fucking yeah. quick. Like, when yeah. it's actually important to them, they can do it. I'm just saying, like, that almost never happens. And most things take fucking forever. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we'll see what else comes out on it. But back to the... Uh, the demographics and the data and whatnot. Basically the takeaway from that, I guess, is that, and this is what they say in, in the slight article and the researcher says is that it's just, it it's mischaracterization to call it like a fringe element or a fringe phenomenon. It's not really the fringe. It's way more uh, mainstream than people realize. And I feel, I feel like a lot of people at this point would say, yeah, yeah you know, I know that or I could have told you that by now, but I do think that it's, um, I don't know. I still find it kind of surprising because you look at the number of people. How many people were there? Uh, I don't know, a few thousand. Right. Like that. So that's really not that many in the grand scheme of, you know, yeah. a, a fucking even hardcore right wingers. So you look at just the numbers and everything. And typically when shit like this happens, I'm always like, well, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is like a fraction of a fraction of whatever. But mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, when you break down the numbers like you did earlier and how it doesn't really match up with what you typically think of when you think of, like, extremists, then yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's pretty well, freaky. I mean, by not fringe, that doesn't mean a majority, right? Because you're no. still talking about, like, say half people who self-identify as Republicans, so, like, a quarter of the, the country or something, 20 yeah. 25%. But, like, look at, like, the polling data. you got, like, like 70% of Republicans say that the Capitol riot was justified or patriotic or whatever. And that, that doesn't mean they would have gone because, obviously, a lot of those people are lying about what they believe in order to troll the poster or troll us, right? They know what they're supposed to say to signal tribal solidarity. So it's not necessarily that they believe that really, but they don't mind fucking saying it if they if it, if it, if it helps them get their point across. But like there, there's a story at MSNBC the other day. Um, the title was from the Capitol to the city council. Extremism shifted after January 6th. And it, it makes the point that like these people made a concentrated effort to go local after that. And we've covered a lot right. of the yelling at the school board stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't take that many people to sway a city council or a school right. board. Anybody that's ever like wonder why you can't get new apartment buildings built in your in your town is because the small the small group of people who are really against getting new apartments built in their neighborhood go and scream at this fucking uh, zoning board and stop it. 
So they, there was a, just a thing last week. They, uh, uh, this story I talked about this woman. She's head of something called the Mom Militia. And in, in Stockton, California, which is a, basically a suburb of uh, the Bay. And she, she was at January 6th, and then she went back and became an anti-mask mandate person. Now, she routinely goes and screams the school board there. And this is a, this is a town that went like 30%, a school district that went 30% for Biden. And she succeeded in getting them, a, with her loud group of uh, supporters, and going to get them to rescind their mac, uh, mask mandate for the school districts in the middle of the Omicron surge. Uh, just by yelling. Just by being the loudest person there. And it, it's, it's just wild to me. So anyway, my point is like, go to your school board meeting and be right. just as loud as these fucking idiots. If you right. don't want to run for office, I get that. But like these, these people, that woman doesn't even, didn't even have a kid in the district. She yeah. picked Stockton for whatever reason. Well, people have been, you know, saying for a long time, like, it's not just the major elections. It's not just the presidential election or Senate and Congress and all that. It's like state and local elections. That's where a whole lot of important shit happens. And those are important, too. And seeing that these people in particular really like taking that to heart and are using that to, uh, you mm -hmm. know, sort of implement their ideology, but at an even more like localized level. It's yeah, pretty alarming because I mean you're right. It it doesn't take that many to get um, those type of changes across. You know, I mean, enough people scream loudly enough in a small enough uh, governing body, and some shit's probably going to happen. I mean, the thing globally act locally it used to be a bumper sticker for like local hippie moms who were trying to get you to take a canvas tote bag to get your groceries, right? Yeah. And it, now it's the same people, but they're fascists now. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, dude. Shit yeah. is wild. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like th th these people are all taking over like local election boards and stuff. So it, in 24, if the presidential elections overturn, it's going to be a thousand little decisions. It's not going to be not in the state legislature or throwing out so, results necessarily. It's going to be, you know. There was some other stuff in the data. Well, first of all, Matt, you can start, you know, if you want to throw some comments up there or whatnot, I'll be scrolling through them too. I want to remind you all before I forget. Okay. Full disclosure, producer Matt reminded me. I did not remember of my own accord. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. You know what to do. We really appreciate it. Uh, and you can go to weeklyskews.com, get you a skews shirt if you would like. And you can go to wellreadcomedy.com for uh, tour dates and tickets and whatnot. So that's all those things done now. With that said, we'll start looking at some comments. But I did want to say, Mark, because I, I, I don't think we talked about it. I know that there was also some uh, data in there, too, about – or it was a separate article about, um, like, public education and the implications it oh, has for this as well. Um, there was a uh, – I read this piece of the day um, in, the, in the Inquirer – not the National Inquirer. The Inquirer starts with an I. Yeah. From Will Bunch, and he was making this point. You might have seen this viral moment from over the holidays, where there's a there's a lawsuit from a rural county in Pennsylvania, where the the school district has filed a suit against the state because they say they're underfunded in the way that the school funds uh, the state funds schools is unfair to rural to rural poor districts. And there was a there was a moment. It didn't, there's no video of it. It was just a quote from this guy um, uh, who's on the uh, he's on the board of anyway. This politician at this hearing, James John Krill. Asked him, Harvard educated, right? Didn't I read that right? That guy's he went to Harvard. Yeah, it sounds like a guy went to Harvard because listen to what he said. Right. What use would a carpenter have for biology? What use would someone on the McDonald's career track have for algebra one? Now, off the top of my head, here's the use a carpenter would have for knowing have a basic understanding of biology. Let's say in the middle of a global pandemic, and instead of a, a, having mitigation strategies that make sense, we're relitigating re the germ theory of fucking disease. So that's one reason you would uh, uh, want a carpenter about biology. But Bunch also makes the point that we've defunded civics education. And with this guy, with this guy's statement is revealing because he's talking about that, well, the school's purpose is to create workers for the economy. Why would they right. need to know stuff that's not for their job? Right. And one reason would be so you understand when someone's fucking lying to you about how the government works, or sure. <laughs> or having basic media literacy and un be also, understanding what it. Yeah. Which is also how who makes the determination that these people, these kids in this school, well, they're all going to be fucking woodworkers. They're all going to work at McDonald's or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I went to a school and fit the demographic of a, you know, whatever, a factory worker. If they just said, you know what, we're not going to do any of this algebra shit or any of that. Mm -hmm. 
for, you know, before I ever went to school, then I wouldn't have went to college and, you know, wouldn't be sitting here with you today, Mark. You know what I mean? Like you just, I mean, it becomes an automatic self-fulfilling prophecy, but they don't give a shit about that. Cause that is, that's just how they see these people. It's like, you're, you're born here yeah. in this bracket or whatever. This is the purpose you are meant to serve society. Be glad we even allot you a purpose and that, and that's all, that's all that yeah. needs to happen. I want to talk about this comment, but before we, we don't, I just do it. Like, so the, the, the point that was, this guy was making is this exact same district only has only 40,000 people reside in it, but they sent a busload of people to January 6th. And yeah. it, so he's talking about how un, underfunded schools, that's civics education, you end up with a bunch of fucking, even if they're materially well off because they're good at doing a task that they were taught to do by the educational system, they don't fucking know anything about how the world works and yeah. we're churning out psychotic people who blame all the wrong stuff for their problem. Anyway, now you, if you if you teach somebody on the McDonald's track how to read a newspaper critically, they will understand that QAnon isn't real. That is the reason you fucking right. do it. So, right. Yes. Okay. But anyway, it's funny to me they're doing Soviet-style central planning for how to assign workers to jobs. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yes. Yeah. Um, BJ Anderson from Facebook says, you guys see where rep representative Devin Nunez, is it Nunez or it's Nunez, right? I'm saying that right. Is he, he's a Portuguese naturally. I think, I think it's just Nunez. Nunez. Yeah. I knew I, yeah. I, I get it wrong. You guys see representative Devin Nunez resigned today to run Trump's media company. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he actually, he resigned a couple, he told, he announced he was going to resign a few yeah. months ago, but I saw that he yeah. actually did it. It was, it's effective at midnight tonight. So, uh, Adios, motherfucker. Enjoy your two-month ride as a CEO of this fake company that's just a cash grab for other people who aren't you. Um, so that's going to go well for him. I, I, there's like 10 different right-wing media. Are they talking about all these, these hyenas always rip each other apart? There's like 10 different right-wing Twitters. None of them work. And all of them all of them are publicly – all the right – all the leaders of this movement have picked different ones, and they spend all day on there dissing the other people on the other one and why the other site sucks, presumably because they're owning a chunk of the stock. So it's uh, there's no way it's going to it's too much it's too crowded of a marketplace. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this will work, and I also think his motivations are not you know exactly the same as some of the others. But we've talked about plenty of times before on the show about how like there seems to be a mentality amongst a lot of them on the right that uh, their government service is just a like a stepping stone to being like a personality or not even a stepping stone that their personality they're like media personalities or media presences. <laughs> First yeah. and foremost, and that's what the priority is over being an elected representative. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, t t uh, Ted Cruz and has a podcast. Matt Gates has a podcast. Mm -hmm. They're all they're all trying to be influencers. Yeah. Um, Michael Stephen Collins from Facebook says MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene is a bull of shit. First time I've heard that uh, put that way, yeah. but hell, I'm into it. She is a bull of shit. I agree with you, Michael. Yeah, she got banned from Twitter, so that's fun. Sure, she's yeah. real upset about her First Amendment rights right now. I'm certain. Um, well, it's so funny because she immediately went to get her. That's the one she picked, the right wing media site she picked. But one of the reasons that those right wing uh, Twitters aren't going to work is there aren't any libs on there to troll. Right. Yeah. The whole Which, fun thing for them is to get into yes. somebody's mentions and call them a Jew. Absolutely. Right? So, like, I show up on this show every week, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. found us. They come out. You're so Welcome. right. I hadn't thought about that that way, but you're 100% right. That that does fully explain to me why none of those have really like yeah. taken off because that takes all the fun out of it for them. If, if any of them were going to work, then Marjorie Taylor Greene wouldn't have spent the last week crying about getting kicked off Twitter. Why does yeah. she want to be back on Twitter if it's a ball of fun on Getter? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. see see what else we got here. Haley Mead from Facebook says, who listens to Ted Cruz's podcast? That sounds like torture. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you were saying earlier, I mean, like he seems like he's one of those people seems like nobody likes him, but he sticks around just by virtue of, I guess, where he runs at, you know, or whatever. But he, yeah. uh, but even people who like still like hold their noses and support him just because he's aligned with them politically, they don't like to listen to him talk. Like no. <laughs> nobody likes I mean, to listen to him talk. It's better than looking at his weird face. Uh, like, but I imagine True. That he, even his wife is probably she's like, "Hey, honey, we should let's have a conversation." She's like, "Can I just listen to your fucking podcast?" Because I want to do this. Yeah. Uh, oh, by by the way, I want to like. 
congratulate. Uh, it was snowing real bad in Virginia today, and I saw that there was like a like a twenty seven hour pileup on the uh, I ninety five that people were stuck in, uh, including Senator Tim Kaine, who apparently survived the twenty seven hours heating his car thirty minutes every two hours on drinking, just living on Dr Pepper. So he made it to DC finally, <laughs> buddy. But, I, I, we were. We were doing the show then. I probably talked about it last year. I remember because it was my son's birthday. So it was just barely just over a year ago. We got stuck on Mount Baldy out here in California oh, yeah, in a big yeah. blizzard up there for like 14 hours. So half that time. And I was on the very edge of my sanity, dog. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. That was, of course, I had my young children with me. We stupidly didn't have like food packed. It sucked. It was not a good time. So, uh, you know. Glad all those Virginians made it out. Southerners in the snow, yeah. not a good combination. I mean, but my wife, my sister texted us today talking about they they were you know snow got like a foot of snow and out of school and all this stuff and the power was out. And my wife, who's from a city in the in Florida where it never snows, is like, oh my god, are you guys okay? And I was like, we once went like eighteen days without power. Like my brother in law probably already killed three deer, made a pot of chili, they're cooking cornbread in the wood stove. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> the most the most annoying parts like keeping the kids entertained for yeah. sure uh tracy chambers seer from facebook says tell your senators to support and protect voting rights yes i always always good to tell I mean, your senator stuff yeah you can tell I'm them but like sarcastic like, by the way if i sounded sarcastic i didn't mean to no, I mean, you should tell your senator stuff <laughs> definitely call them people say that they do actually tally up phone calls for who cares about what is she the strongest or whatever but but my thing is like we talked earlier about ted cruz has announced they're going to impeach joe biden when they take back the house and Joe Biden is like, eh, I don't need to do anything to, you know, fix gerrymandering. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. BJ Anderson back again. Can we kick Joe Manchin out of the party yet? I mean, uh, but you don't want that, man. Uh, you want Mitch McConnell back, be a majority leader? That's not going to hit. Think about, think about Ted Cruz being judiciary chairman uh, when they're trying to, Biden's trying to nominate judges. Because uh, well, one of the things Biden actually been really successful at this year, I mean, uh, like, there's there's good stuff. I'm not going to like get into get in a, a deep weeds here. I'm not going to say it's all bad or anything, but like the uh, uh, he's pushed through a ton of judges to the federal courts, like 40, I think, which is like a record for a first year of a president. And they're good judges. There are a lot of like usually what they do is they appoint prosecutors. Fuck that shit. He appointed public defenders and like like civil rights advocates and shit. So that's good. So uh, that's a real win. So you do not want Ted Cruz being judici- uh, chair of the Judiciary Committee. So as much as Joe Biden sucks, it's better to just because Joe 50 Manchin. Is than, yeah, Joe Manchin. Sorry, fifty is better than forty nine. So there you yeah, go. yeah, sucks, but is true. Um, let's see here. I'm just out. <laughs> damn it. Uh, Kim Hunsucker says Marjorie Taylor Greene is totally pumping her career. I don't know. I guess that just means being one of the aforementioned. Uh, Professional screaming lunatics we were uh, talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want to be Joe Biden. She wants to be Joe Rogan. That's the way yes, to put it. exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see what else we got here. Apparently, John Haymaker says she also got temporarily banned from Facebook as well. I saw where she got taken off Twitter. I didn't know about Facebook, but. I didn't see that, but Facebook tends to lead more than follow. So as soon as somebody else takes the brunt of the heat, sometimes they'll they'll do something expedient. But I met they're they're also more scared of uh, the House regulating them because that's where all the old boomers go to complain is on Facebook. So that's that's the site they care about mostly, whereas the trolls care about Twitter. So. Aaron McCullough. Hello, Aaron. Back again from Facebook says just flip Wisconsin. Isn't Ron Johnson retiring? Um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure uh, it's in the Lord's hands one way or the other. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't See, know. I'm not up on Wisconsin politics right now, uh, but. Yeah. I'm going to Google it real quick. We'll flip them around. all. Yeah, I guess he is. Um, no, I guess he hasn't decided yet. At least he hadn't as of November. He's hinted that he is, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wisconsin is one of those states that I think is flippable according to like all the yeah. uh, politics people I see, uh, I read about, but yeah, uh, did, does, does, did God, did God, did God end up retirement? Cause I don't think you can do that. If mm-hmm. God didn't come up with it. You no. just gotta wait till God kills you and then you can stop yeah. working. 
That's God true. decides. That's how God decides when you retire. It's when he kills you. So like, draw a sorry, Ron Johnson. Thus, <laughs> thus spiketh the Lord. That's right. All right. Good to be back, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the first edition of Weekly Skews for the year 2022. We'll be back next week. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, go to wellreadcomedy.com, do all that shit. Thank you very much. Say you love you. Bye. Skew.